My name is Raina Starr, along with my host, co-host, as always, the amazing Star Bustamante. Say hello, Star. Hello, Star. The 415 is brought to you by The Wild Hunt. Check out wildhunt.org. Give it all your support. As a matter of fact, speaking of Wild Hunt, they want to know, are you hosting or organizing a Pagan Pride Day? They want to know about your event. Contact them with that information so they can help you get the word out. Check out wildhunt.org. And I am from Desperate House Witches. Please note that all of the opinions expressed on this show are those of myself and my co-host and have nothing to do with anybody else. There will be cursing. There will be a lot of swearing. There will be a lot of aggravation probably in this hour. But some of it will be funny, so stick around. Um, so, Star. <laughs> yeah. Interesting. Uh, it's it's been an interesting series of events. Um, one of the things that happened recently that I see people actually losing their shit over, in the collective sense, is the student loan forgiveness situation. What's up with that? Um, well, people are assholes. Uh, <laughs> okay. Well, that explains uh, it. Yeah. Well, that explains most of of of, of everything. Um, right. So, I think on the twenty fourth, uh, Biden, President Biden, announced that uh, his plan to reduce student loans and student debt, um, which just to begin with, like the costs of of college, of of going to college have gone up uh, pretty dramatically in uh, in just the last 20 years. Uh, Mm -hmm. I mean, we're talking, you know, where you could – um, the cost of a public uh, four-year university was uh, has has gone from you know roughly a, uh, about uh, ten thousand dollars a year to twenty thousand. Right. Hang on, I'm fixing that that right now. now. Okay. Um, Anyway, so what was, uh, you know, roughly about $10,000, in the aughts, early 2000s, is now over $20,000 to go to public university. And, um, and, you know, Pell Grants really only covered... About six thousand. 
of, of that. So okay. most people have, yeah. so, I think the average amount is like 25000 is what the average amount is for uh, going to a public university as far as debt being carried. Uh, and oh, yeah. Basically, basically his plan uh, is mostly targeted to Pell Grants and will forgive, uh, you know, up to $20,000 uh, and cancel, you know, th- that amount of Pell Grant uh, debt. And uh, I mean, and, P- and the, I mean, we're not talking about people who have uh, high amounts of, of income, right? Uh, you, you know, we're we're talking about the people who are eligible for this is only if their individual income is less than one hundred and twenty-five thousand a year. And the, uh, the reality is, is that the majority of people who who are eligible are making like less than uh, I think what did I read? Le- like the the bulk of them like are between thirty and forty thousand a year is what they what they earn. Uh, so I wow. mean it's a it's a it's a pretty big deal if you if you're carrying you know twenty or. Thirty thousand dollars worth of uh, school loan debt, which I mean, the whole system is is just absolutely borked anyway. Um, as anybody who has a school loan already knows, uh, yeah. you know. I mean, yeah. So so here here's the stats: like sixty six percent of the of the people who are going to be eligible for this uh, are making. Thirty thousand a year or less. Uh, you know, twenty-eight percent make between thirty and sixty thousand, and only seven percent make sixty thousand or more a year. So uh, it, it really is a big deal. There have been a lot of people who are like, "Oh, they didn't go far enough." Uh, but then you have the people who are, you know, I mean, we're talking about 43 million borrowers in the in in mm-hmm. this case. That's a that's a pretty, you know, significant chunk of the population there. But the, the people that kill me are the people who are like, well, I had to pay for my school, so you shouldn't get, re, you know, help. You know, that's like saying, well, you know, my grandma died of cancer, and now there's a cure. And so, you know, your grandma shouldn't get the, I mean, it's just the most ridiculous nonsense bullshit ever. It's, it, that's an argument that has no legs, you know. Uh, I agree. I mean, been... having, uh, you know, I went to a private college for part of my, you know, career as a student. And then I went to a university after that. And, you know, Expensive? Fuck yeah. Um, lots of money? You betcha. Do I begrudge anyone who's getting that debt forgiven? Fuck no. Come on. When did we become the most selfish society in the world where everybody has to constantly think that they deserve equal treatment for not the same anything? You know, I, I liken this to the helicopter parents who believe that, and I'm going to take heat for this, and I don't care. Come for me. I am so tired of the society that says, 
Well, we all get prizes for showing up. No, honey, that is not reality. Reality says that there are people who make it and there are people who have to work harder. And that's just the simple thing of truth. That is how the world is. I can't uh, take a magic puck stick and change it. I wish I could to make everything spin and make us all winners. Um, you know, most of the people I know, and myself included, have debt. You know, the fact that this government has had the ability to actually make a change in somebody's life, and I will tell you, having had student debt, uh, it's a game changer for folks who can get it. So I do not begrudge anybody the good things in life. I am, I am not mad at rich people merely because I'm not rich. I don't begrudge skinny people because I'm not skinny. You know what I'm saying? I don't, you can't live your life looking at everybody else and wanting to be them. And I'm sorry, this is what that smacks of, this, this doctrine of, you know, well, it, it should be done for all of us. Well, you know what? My debt's already paid. You want me to dig it up and say, hey, Uncle Joe, you need to give me this $60,000 back that was already taken care of 30 years ago. I mean, what? It doesn't, that's not life, you know? Much like the, well, my grandmother passed, therefore no one else should be cured. I mean, I don't get, I don't get where people are coming from. This just shows me more of a breakdown of society and its values, and I find it extremely distressing and not at all who we have claimed to be, at least for most of my life, this, these are not the people I have wanted to associate with. I believe in community, and I believe that, you know, different things will come that will help different people, hopefully. This is, this is just one thing. Maybe something will come along to, to help people who maybe already paid their student loan but have a different situation of debt that maybe will be alleviated. But can we not shit all over everyone's parade? I'm sorry. I just I get upset. I, I, I don't understand where people are coming from, that we are so, so selfish as a society. I find it very disturbing. Yes. Well, and I, I agree with you. I mean, it's, it's really uh, more of the far right uh, logic of, you know, like oh look there's a this person is getting food stamps but they have uh they have a cell phone they have a smartphone they have a computer yeah. they have you know they're driving a car that isn't you know rusty and going to fall apart or they even have a car <laughs> why do they have a car they shouldn't get in, you know i mean it, it's 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 all ridiculous and uh, nothing has needed revamping more than the student loan uh, program because, I mean, I know people that uh, are carrying a tremendous amount of debt that have been out of school for, you know, 15 years and they're still, because of the way a lot of these loans were set up and, I mean, just absolutely ri ridiculous. Uh, so this was a long time coming. I think it's a good thing. Uh, you know, there are people on the left who are like, oh, it didn't go far enough. But honestly, uh, 
I see nothing to complain about in this. But I mean, but people are nuts. You you already know that. I mean, uh, yeah. I think a majority of our 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 listeners uh, probably already know that. That it doesn't matter what you do. Uh, there's always going to be people who are going to be uh, upset about it. Another thing that the, that the education bill does is um, if you work in public service, that it also uh, reduces or eliminates the amount of debt that you have. Um, you can, uh, if, you, if you're looking for more information, um, you mm-hmm. can go to ed.gov. Well, actually, I'm sorry. Uh, if you're in public service, you, you go to uh, studentaid.gov slash PSLF, and that will give you the, the information on uh, loan forgiveness for that. Um, if you're just looking to find out information, then you can go to uh, studentaid.gov slash dashboard or you can call 1-800-433-3243, uh, and, and they will be able to, to help you out there as well. But, um, and everybody that has a loan that might be eligible should sign on to um, sign up for subscriptions from uh, ed.gov slash subscriptions uh, so that you get notified at, uh, when applications are live and they're expecting that to be launched in early October. Yay. And, and you'll have, you'll, you'll have, if you apply by uh, the 15th of November, they're saying it's going to take probably about four to six weeks to process that. So that means starting the first of the year, um, then you'll, your loan will be taken care of um, or as much of it that's covered. So. Uh, yeah, it's. I mean, it's really a great program. I mean, come on. If Elizabeth Warren likes it, then it's it's probably a good thing. Um, yep. Seriously. So all you me monkeys out there who are angry about it, get over yourself. Um, exactly. <laughs> speaking of of information to give out, how do folks? Do you have a, a an email address or or how folks should get a hold of the Wild Hunt if they are hosting? or coordinating a pagan pride event? Um, yes, I do, as a matter of fact. Um, in fact, yeah. our our uh, crazy uh, social media director has been uh, posting it everywhere. I mean, you, if, if you just look for the, the Wild Hunt on Twitter, Facebook, I don't know if she's still doing Instagram, I think we even have a TikTok. Um, you will you will find posts about it, but cool. uh, we also have created a link, uh, which is a survey where you can enter your information, and it's uh, https colon slash slash t dot co dash or slash d i seven y zero j v Capital capital V, little V, capital X, capital Y. And I will post that on the on the show page. Okay. We're going to post that on the show page because I can't write that fast. 
So that sounds oh, good. Oh, come on. Also, come I, on, think, come on. I think <laughs> if you contact, if you go to wildhunt.org, I think there is a there is a link to it on there somewhere or contact us or some information. So check it out. If you know of anybody who is running an event or you are running an event or coordinating an event, Wild Hunt wants to know about it. Uh, so definitely let them know what you've got going on, the date, where it's going to be, all that good information. Uh, it's very kind of them to, to help out and do this again. I believe this was done before. Um, okay, so moving right along, like we do, from the ridiculous to the sublime, or even more ridiculous. The next thing on the docket is the DOJ and the Trump I don't even know what to call this, paper gate, uh, trunk <laughs> gate, um, um, dock gate, dock balls gate. of do- dossier gate, balls of fire, I don't fucking know. All I can tell you is, is that this guy is insane and thinks that, I mean, first of all, it's not that he thinks a president has the right to these things. I, I think that's complete bullshit. Um, I think it's that that he thinks he knows what to do with stuff, and it has nothing to do with being president. It has to do with his mental image of himself, which seems to be so much higher than it deserves to be. The man is a menace to society. I am going to go off on a tangent. All you people that let this guy get fucking elected by voting third party, I'm saying it now. I don't care. Y'all ought to be ashamed because this is the this is the result of being selfish. This is the result of not doing what the Republicans do. The Republicans, they don't care about falling in love. They fucking fall in line. And Democrats, liberals, I am talking to you. I knew Republicans were going to do the wrong thing, but when y'all turned into a bunch of me monkeys who didn't get what you wanted, because Bernie didn't make it, I'm sorry, you blew this shit up, and I don't want to get it blown up again. So please, 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 don't let it happen again. Every election is important, not just not just presidential election season. We are in the midterms now. It is coming fast and furious. Please, please, please vote. Please, I'm going to beg you on my knees every day until after voting day. That is when I will stop, the day after. But please, start, take this away from me because I'm just going to keep losing my shit over here. Okay, so first of all, we, we got to back up um, to the the latest developments in all of this. So I think everybody's oh, no. probably, uh, probably aware that um, on August 8th that there was a warrant served on Mar-a-Lago for a number of documents that uh, the National Archives still did not have, that, the, that they had requested to be returned. And, um, and there, there are a few things about this that I think uh, have kind of gotten uh, glossed over a little bit in, in, the, in the news. And um, especially from from the angle of what uh, 
the former guy's camp has has been alleging, you know, and and even now they're still saying, oh, we've been cooperating, all of this. But the reality is that, um, you know, before Trump even left the White House, the National Archives and also um, other people concerned with with security of secret do- top secret documents and, and and other documents you know basically they prevented uh the former guy from carting off a bunch of stuff and stuff that he was that was basically going headed for the trash bin because the the way this works is that it all goes to the National Archives when a, you know when a president leaves well, office okay he does not own any of that Okay, anything that he signed or, you know, anything that that came across his desk, basically, uh, letters, you know, other than personal correspondence, anything that pertains to the office that, that he handled as a president goes to the archives. That's just how it works. Um, and they mm-hmm. prevented – before he even left the White House, they prevented him – from taking, I forget how many boxes of, um, like there was a lot of boxes that were mm-hmm. headed for either the the trash heap or that he planned to, you know, take with him. But he still managed to get an alarming number of boxes of documents out of of the White House, and so. They have been asking for this stuff since, like, the 15th of January, Um, you know, and, of course, we found out uh, just a few months ago that, uh, you know, in February they had recovered, like, some, I don't know, 20 boxes of stuff, and then after that, you know, the National Archives said, hey, wait, we still don't have everything, and so... uh, you know, they continued to try and get more. They filed uh, something else in May, and then in June, uh, Trump's attorneys and whoever he had uh, listed as, like, kind of the custodian of all of this had said, oh, we've gone through, here's a, you know, and they gave him a small packet of, of documents that were, you know, that were also marked top secret and said, here, we've gone through everything, this is all there is. And, of course, the National Archives said, no, this is not all there is. We know there's still more missing because where are these things um, that should be part of this? You know, there were substantial gaps in in what they had. Um, And, of course, you know, we all – anybody that follows the news will remember that, you know, a lot of the things that got turned over uh, the first couple of times were, you know, where it looked like, uh, the former guy had a temper tantrum and shredded things, and I mean, just all kinds of just unbelievable stuff. And right. so, but Hillary's emails, mm-hmm. Hillary's emails, right? Remember Trey right. Rowdy, who fucking held her feet to the fire over an email server that didn't have yeah. nearly what this guy freaking stuck under his arm and ran out of the White House with? Are you kidding oh. me? Right. I mean, and um, so, yeah, so they, they like, recovered a, a, a tremendous amount of 
of, of documents when they went in on August 8th. And also, I mean, it's important to point out that his acting on his behalf, his attorneys signed, you know, a certified document that said that they had handed over everything on June 8th. Okay, so that's like blatantly a lie. <clears throat> they have not cooperated. Um, they have, uh, like at every turn, they have tried to obstruct uh, the FBI from from reclaiming this stuff. But, I mean, if you look at some of the things that have been filed, I mean, absolutely stunning. I mean, first of all, <clears throat> I think it was, on Tuesday morning, I'm not sure. I think it was either Monday or Tuesday morning. Doesn't matter. Um, right. The DOJ had 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 made a filing late the night before, so I think it must have been Tuesday morning. So on Monday night, they filed. Um, they they did their court filing on their responses to whether or not uh, the court should appoint a special master, which right. that whole thing is, is just absolutely bonkers anyway. I mean, like if he was going to claim uh, privilege, uh, executive privilege on any of this, that's not how you do it. Um, but, I mean, just absolutely crazy. I mean, and, and they basically have proven that he obstructed justice. They have... Um, they know that they moved documents before the FBI was there in June um, to prevent them from from being able to uh, take anything that might be in plain sight, uh, you know. And they have proof of this that that the stuff was moved. And I mean, and so last night they had to uh, the former guys camp. Had to uh, they had to make their filing for their argument for why a special master should be appointed. And I want to point out that the FBI has already gone through everything at this point, and th- I think they said there are maybe forty documents that are in question that um, that would be um, personal and might violate. Um, Client attorney privilege that will, will you know will be set aside and would probably eventually go back to him. So, out of the thousands of pages, because what they take fifteen boxes from Mar-a-Lago, well, like that. 20. They got a lot. I thought it was more than fifteen. I thought it was twenty. I could be wrong, but that it might that's, be twenty. Uh, it, the fifteen it might have been matter. what that. Well, I mean, we're talking about a total of like, I mean, like 50 or 60 boxes if you go back to the beginning, um, because yeah. this has been a, 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 you know, a drawn out, a long drawn out process. But so basically in what his camp filed last night or yesterday is that basically Gerd's, um you know that he has say over these records that uh that it was okay that he had them um, even if they didn't belong to him because they were in a secure setting which <clears throat> i mean some of the stuff 
Yeah, I know. Some of the stuff is like other than the president would have yeah. to be viewed in the skiff, okay? Which for our listeners who may not know, the skiff is a skiff is, you know, is a room like a vault that you have you can't have any electronic devices in it. There's no there's no way to get information in or out of the room. And so like if you were just an average person that worked for the government that for some reason had security clearance enough to view these documents, you would have to go to a, to the skiff, you would view the documents after going through all the security and everything else and turning all your shit in before you can go in, they you know you view the documents, and then you're signed back out, and the documents never leave that room. Uh, there Correct. are very few exceptions to that. The you know the president can uh, view things that are that sensitive, I believe, in the Oval Office. But usually, someone accompanies those documents, uh, sure. especially if they concern national security, and they're not just left yep. there. Right then, they go back to wherever their whatever secure facility they're they're stored in. So I mean, it's mind-boggling that he even has these that he managed to get these out of of, of the White House to begin with. But uh, you know, one of the uh, just the whole reasoning that they think that he believes that um, you know that he has the right to have these. I mean, this belongs to the the federal government, which means it's, it belongs to the people, which means it belongs to you, me, and every other citizen in this country. You know, I mean, right, right. Um, but the one of the things that I think this is my personal belief. I don't have <clears throat> I don't have anything in front of me that backs this up. But I think part of the reason that they moved on this is that. We had agents that were in very sensitive positions in foreign countries that have been either compromised or killed, and that the CIA then started saying, and the NSA started saying, wait a minute, what is happening here? This is, you know, the third or fourth or whoever, however many agents to be uh, compromised, you know, in the last X amount of months and then started looking at what, where that, how that might've happened. I mean, agents get burned all the time in covert sure. operations, but sure. um, if they saw a high percentage of this happening, to, especially in particular countries, then they would be looking for how is this, you know, how do they even know about this? Um, right. So I, that's, that's my and and that's a huge factor. I mean, <laughs> unmasking an agent means often if they're if they're in a country that is very unfriendly, it means they're deaf. Right. And uh, I think I think we're going to hear more about that. But the the arguments that the former guy and his legal team and I use that term legal in the loosest of fashion. Um, <laughs> I mean, their arguments that they're filing are just absolutely bonkers. Uh, anybody that's, that follows uh, real attorneys on Twitter 
legal Twitter yeah. has just been, I mean, in an uproar and hilariously so at just the wording on some of these things that they filed and the fact that they filed um, – the way that they filed for things. It's like normally the things that they're filing are not things that, that where the, you would normally, fi- you know, file them. You know, mm-hmm. some of them, some of the things that they filed would be things that you would file after there had been an indictment, not not before. <clears throat> and he never asserted any of the, you know, executive privilege about these documents when all of this was initially put in play. In fact, he didn't say anything to that effect, nor did his attorneys until after the fact. But does that matter? But does that matter that he, I mean, would it have mattered if he had tried to exert executive privilege over federal documents? I mean, if you're no longer president, you're right. no longer president. What the hell? Well, from a legal, you know, if you're if you're going to, make a legal argument and and that's at the core or basis of it, then you would do that at the beginning. You wouldn't wait three weeks in and then say, oh, yeah, by the way, (laughs) I'm calling executive, you know, that's like, you know, that's like calling for a do-over. You know, I mean, you can't, you know, no take backsies. I mean, you know, you can't, you can't do Everything that they have done up to this point, I mean, from a yeah. from a legal standpoint, is like just been bonkers. And not only that, I mean, he's basically he's not contesting the fact that they're saying, "Hey, you have these documents, and you shouldn't have these documents." He's basically saying, "Yeah, I've got those. Do- I had those documents. They're, they're, I have every right to have them." So, I mean, I think you mm-hmm. have to remember that in in legal cases. Um, when it comes to the to the prosecution, uh, the hardest part for the prosecution is they have to prove, you know, they have to prove the facts. Well, he's confirming yeah. the facts. Um, right. Anyone who who is who really wants wants to dig into this, um, I would strongly urge you to follow Terry Canefield. Uh, either yeah, on on any social yeah. any of the social media platforms, she is fucking awesome. Um, yeah. She's a law professor, and I mean, and she just calls it for what it is. I mean, it, it's and it's absolutely. I mean, she she goes through things, breaks down everything. Like, okay, so this was said, and this is why this is absolutely bonkers. <laughs> um, <coughs> And and the fact that you know, like in their latest in uh, the former guy's camp's latest filing, um, you know they're they're saying that you know left unchecked, the DOG will continue to impugn, leak, and publicize selective aspects of their investigation with no recourse. Blah blah blah. And Canfield points out, rightly so. The only reason we know about any of this is because the former guy not only announced the search, like literally nobody knew this was happening until he opened his big trap. But then in these lawsuits that he's filed, which are, you know, it's public record, right? 
so everybody can see. Uh, I mean, it's absolutely, I mean, just silly, bonkers, crazy crap. I mean, it's like, you remember how he would give those speeches that we would all say, that was word salad. I don't know what he said, uh, you know, and it, yeah, was, it was worse when you, when you tried to, it was worse when you tried to read them versus like actually listening to them. Right. Um, you know, if you, it was one thing to listen to him, but when you would go and try to read what, you know, the transcript of it, I mean, my head would just like, my brain just would turn to goo because I was like, that is not even, okay. That was 400 words and one sentence. Okay. But I mean, and the (laughs) legal filings, are are not are not much better, um, but I mean it's absolutely it's it, it's the, it is the craziest thing that I have ever seen, um, you know. And in some of them, you know, they're kind of referring to him like he's still the president too. I mean, just that absolutely, absolutely, absolutely crazy. One other thing that I want to point out in all of this is that. Um, you know, the fact that they've thrown obstruction into all of this means that, you know, they didn't just throw that in there for fun because just, I think today, if I can find it, um, there was a, um, they've charged an attorney in connection with the January 6th stuff, uh, which is kind of kind of a big deal. Um, yeah. So I think that uh, if if you think that yeah Kelly uh, Thorrell, who was who's an attorney uh-huh. for the Oath Keepers, uh, was charged as part of the conspiracy to obstruct the January sixth proceedings. Um, you know, she's been charged. And that was just as of this morning. So if you think for a minute that they're, that the DOJ is not going to go after anybody involved that helped to hide those top secret mm. documents, then mm-hmm. you're high. You're high. Yeah. And you should share with the rest of us so we too can be high and not – And but, I mean, this is like all of it's going to come out. And when it does – it's going to be even more batshit crazy than what we already know. And for extra credit, kids, I would recommend that you read up on the espionage act. <laughs> Just saying. Oh, yeah. Well, it's and let's talk come. about that for it's, a minute. Okay. It, so if you or I worked for the federal government mm-hmm. and even by accident – we managed to take home a top secret document of some of some some kind of classified we probably wouldn't have have top secret access but let's say we just accidentally took home some classified information oopsies um people that have done that yeah. have gone to prison for anywhere from 5 to 7 years so i mean and so and we're not talking about one document or one incident, we're talking about hundreds and hundreds of documents that were taken out of the White House and kept 
stored in an unsecure location. And at Mar-a-Lago, okay, like I want to remind our, our listeners, that remember the, the crazy uh, Chinese nationalist woman that was arrested? You know, I mean, she yep. was, you know, I mean, all kinds of people have access. I mean, it is, a, it is not a secure facility. And who knows how he had these stored. He's made a big deal about, well, they took that picture and made it look like I just had all these documents, like, laying around like a slob, you know. They were all um, over the floor. What are you talking about? You could well, see I, them on the floor. They were everywhere. I, actually, I think the FBI probably laid them out to get a picture or whatever, but um, I don't I don't know. <laughs> I don't know for a fact that that was how they found them, but um, – but it, the, just the fact that he had them, I don't care if they were in a desk drawer, um, you know. Exactly. I don't care if they were in a file cabinet. He shouldn't have them. And, and it compromises exactly. national security. We still don't have a damage report yet on, on no, you know, and, and that's going to be really interesting. But anyway, so who knows what's going to happen with this. I think it's going to be batshit crazy. I think the more that we find out, the more, you know, I mean, there was also an article uh, – where uh, apparently he carried this shit around with him as well, um, which you're also I'm not supposed to do. No. Um, against, you know, his legal team saying, hey, you really shouldn't, you know, you don't need to be carrying this around with you. But, you know, so who knows? But it's very, it's very interesting. And uh, the two, the two women that I would recommend that anybody who wants to, Keep up with this, follow, and uh, explore their uh, newsletters and websites are Terry Canefield and uh, uh, Heather Cox Richardson. Yeah, she is a historian, and uh, she is, she's awesome. Between the two of them, they got you covered. Yeah. So, all right, I'll shut Definitely. up now. <laughs> all right, so before we continue, just as a reminder, wildhunt.org, please give them all of your support. They are the pagan paper of record. We need them, we want them, we have to have them. As as things get uh, more Trumpified in this world, we need journalism we can trust. There isn't a whole hell of a lot of it. Uh, so please check out wildhunt.org. Also, if you are hosting or coordinating a pagan pride, please get in touch with them. They want to hear from you. They want that information so they, they can share it with like-minded folks. Uh, so please consider doing that. It's, I would be interested to know how many pagan prides are actually taking place. There was a certain amount of fuckery in New York recently that just really kind of made me go, excuse me, that's New York, really? Uh, so definitely keep your ears and eyes. You know, we've got to continue to do what we've got to do and bring awareness so we can bring about some kind of acceptance. But that's just me, y'all. You know me. All right, Star, let's move on to Michigan. Talk about a level of fuckery I did not see coming. Holy shit. So apparently, if I understand this correctly, they people signed a petition, $2 million, a million? How many people that wanted to just have under, a, just yeah. under a million people? Um, okay. For 
for ballot initiative in in Michigan to have uh, an abortion rights amendment to the state constitution to have that included on the November ballot. So, I mean, that's a lot of people. <laughs> what a great idea. That's a, that's a, first of all, that's a lot of people. Second of all, that's an amazing idea. But my understanding is uh, it was denied. Why was it denied, Star? What happened? Oh, you're going to love this. No. So, and, and by the way, that's like about 10% of the population that, that signed, which is if you've, ever, if you've ever tried to get a petition signed, if you get 10% of the population behind it, you are doing some stuff now. Um, so, which was, I think that was double the number that they had to have in order to qualify for, for this being, uh, on the ballot. Um, and, and so, so the, um, Michigan board of state canvassers, uh, who, who oversees what can be included on the ballot they they make that decision um is republican controlled and they voted not to allow the provision on the ballot because um buckle your seatbelts kids uh, what you, let's just what would you think maybe some incorrect language or missing words mm-hmm. or wrong words right. Uh, or that it was unclear. No, no. I was going to say lack of clarity. Sure. No, no. Some missing spaces in the document. Yes, you heard me right, boys and girls. They apparently could not space properly, and they omitted spaces in a couple of places. Um, I think maybe three on, on, yeah, they're like. Three. So. there was, a, there, was, there was a comma, and then instead of a space, there was the beginning of the next word. And so as a result of that, then they determined that uh, that this was could not be – it did not meet the requirements to be on, on, the, on the ballot. Um, no doubt the folks – the Republicans in in uh, Michigan saw what happened in Kansas and were like, "Holy shit, we can't let this be on the ballot, or we're screwed." Um, so they said, right. "Well, what kind of fuckery can we do?" Well, oh look, oh look, they missed a space. There should be a space here. There should be a space there. We are not accepting this because it's inappropriately spaced. Um, the good news is that this will go to the uh, to the Michigan. Supreme Court, right, and it's controlled by sane people. <laughs> there are sane people that serve on the Michigan Supreme Court, and um, and who believe in the law and in democracy. So it's very likely that that um, that they will over overrule this nutty fucking decision. But <laughs> it is it is. Quite the banner. It is the this is the poster child for why every election matters and who you vote for matters. You know because guess what? In most states, uh, 
you know, your board of elections, those are, those are elected positions. They're not appointed. They're elected. Um, Correct. So for anyone out there. Anybody, seriously, don't let just anybody have these seats because you think this is an unimportant spot in government on a local level. Again, all politics are local. It starts at the ground floor. Seriously, if you see, you have to examine as well as you can every candidate for every position from the bottom up in your area. Do not leave any stone unturned. This is how the fuckery begins. They get, folks get in on the ground level and quietly build support and quietly gather more people that are of their ilk and not ours, those of us who believe in truth and justice and freedom of choice and bodily sovereignty and all of these things, you know, you can't, you can't feed anything to these people when, you, you know, and it's amazing to me because all I keep hearing is democratic overreach. No, 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 pumpkin. Let me tell you, when a, when a, a Sunday Republican, one of these hard-ass right-wingers, I'm not talking about normal Republicans because I do believe some of them still exist. Republicans that believe in being conservative as in conserving resources, conserving the planet. They were the party of conservation in the truest sense many, many decades ago. It is not that anymore. It has now devolved into this party of Trump, and I will tell you that if a Trumpian accuses a Democrat of anything bad, that Trumpian and their people are doing exactly what they're accusing everyone else of doing. It is the most insane level of brainwashing. It terrifies me that there is a portion of this country that actually wants that brainless fuck back in office. I can't even imagine the hate you have to have in your heart towards everyone but you to want this guy back in. It's just a astounding to me. Every time I have yeah. asked a Republican, yeah. tell me tell me the three best things Trump did, they cannot. There there are no, no three best things. There are there is no law, there is nothing three, one maybe, three no. Uh-uh. No. So, uh, and I want to make clear that um the ballot initiatives because there were two that they struck down. One was uh, concerned voting rights, and the other concerned reproductive rights. So they're definitely looking to undermine uh, democracy in 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 making these decisions. Um, so, if you're an American, if you're an American and you like your quote unquote freedoms, I, I have a whole thing I do about freedom, which is a separate issue. But if you like yeah. the level of freedom you had just prior to Roe v. Wade being overturned, if you were okay with with, with the rights you had, uh, I will tell you that Roe v. I'm going to tell you again, Roe v. Wade was the beginning. That's just the start. We hollered and screamed and told you this was going to happen. I promise you, if you give Republicans enough of a foothold now, they will undo everything that makes us the place that people want to live. 
And it's going to start being a place that none of us want to live either. I mean, I'm a diehard American. You can't, you can't drag me out of this fucker. But I'm telling you, this is, this is a serious. It's always serious. You've heard us say every fucking time, this is the most important election. Every election becomes more important. That's why we keep saying it, especially now with democracy and con- consistent peril. Consistent peril with with these laws that that Republicans are just throwing down on, and you know, it, it's unbelievable. We don't have enough control in the House. We don't have enough control in the Senate to get the majority that we need currently to stop filibusters from even happening. We need that support. You think just because there's a a 51. 49, that's not a majority buttercup, especially when you have two turncoats, and I'm sorry, they're turncoats to me, Cinema and, what's his name? Cinema and... Um, Mansion. Mansion. Joe Mansion. We can't count, we cannot count on these people. Their vote must need to be made neutered or ineffective or not important. We need enough Democratic support. Every chance you get, to put a Democrat in the House has got to be the way to go, uh, whether it's the Senate, the House, presidential, even if it's not your first choice. Again, I've told you a million times, Joe wasn't even my fourth choice, but you go with what you have to go with. Yes, I agree. I agree. And now I think we should finish on a positive note because we do actually have some really good news today. Sarah Palin lost. She got wiped <laughs> out by a Democrat. Let me tell you how happy I, I was to hear that. Talk about a Trumpian pain in my ass. Sarah Palin, there was a special election, a special, I believe, a special House election in Alaska. And Sarah Palin was going to reemerge from the murky depths from whence she came. And she got defeated by someone, a Democrat named Mary Peltola in Alaska's special house election. Now, that doesn't mean we're rid of Sarah forever because there will be another election after this. This is to fill a previous. So keep your yeah. eyes open. Keep supporting all those Democrats because people like Sarah... Does anybody remember her aside from me? Do you remember oh. the level of insanity that that woman brought to this country? Holy shit. You betcha. Well, she was absolutely awful. Um, mm-hmm. It was in that moment that any, 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 any respect that I had for McCain went out the window. Um but yeah, so uh Pultola finished uh fourth in the nonpartisan primary in June, but that was out of out of forty eight candidates. Um and the way this election was run it was um it was Alaska's first uh test run of a ranked choice voting which we're going to be hearing a lot more about this, um, and it takes a long time to tabulate the results. But basically this was a runoff, and um, she beat 
Palin by about four percentage points, I think, uh, which may not sound like a lot, but it actually is, is uh, maybe three points. It's still, that's quite a bit. Um, mm-hmm. So, uh, and she'll have to, she'll run for re-election, I think, in November. Is that what I'm remembering this correctly? Um but she's also a native Alaskan, uh, like yeah. Native Alaskan as in Native American. So this is really uh, it's it's a big deal. It, it puts it's the first time that a Democrat has been elected uh, to a position in Alaska in quite a while. Um, it, it's pretty exciting news. But what this says is that, and I will just tell you that. Uh, all of the recent polls, like recent, like within the last uh, two weeks or, or less, show that a uh, historic number of women are registering to vote, and they are registering as Democrats. So um, I think that uh, we are very likely to see a, a, a big turnout, probably a bigger turnout for the midterms than we have in, in a long time. And, uh, you know, all of the early indicators are that um, Democrats are poised to, to, to really uh, hold on to the House and maybe even take a bigger share of the Senate, but also that um, – and, and we don't know what's, what, what's going to happen and what's going to get into the news cycle between now and then – but I think that uh, already you're seeing GOP candidates removing anti-abortion stuff from their websites. So, but don't be fooled by that, people. Please don't be fooled by that. Just because they take nope. that stuff, the language out, doesn't mean that that's not what they're about anyway. You can't trust nope. that. You need to see people declare themselves as pro-choice, unless they firmly and unwaveringly declare themselves as pro-choice, do not make an assumption you find out that information before you cast your ballot, because I will tell you, just because it's not written there doesn't mean that they have given up on it. I don't think they have. I don't believe it for a fucking minute. Anyway, we are coming to, well, we're almost at the end of our time. We have like another 40 seconds left. So I just want to remind folks to please check out wildhunt.org and give them the information if you are coordinating or are part of a pride event, they would like to hear from you. Um, There is a survey uh, and they are looking for that information. But until next time, please remember to vote. What you got to say to the folks before we go? Um, yeah, make sure you're registered to vote. Make sure your friends are registered to vote. Make sure that you go, that you vote. You know, vote early if you can. Take your friends to vote. Um, yep. All of it. All of it. We have all to save it, democracy together. Absolutely. That's right. All right. Well, uh, we're going to sign off now. Say goodnight, Star. Goodnight, Star. All right, everybody, we will see you next month. Take care. Get out there and vote. Do the right thing.